What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. Very excited today. Today is the very first time we're going to have a guest on the podcast. And I am very honored and excited to have this guest. Um, she is an amazing human being currently working with a nonprofit program that I'm a part of, Etnium Collective, that is making major change and moves here in the metro area. She actually grew up in Denver as well. Her parents are from Mexico, so we have some similarities there as well. And so I always like to see my people thrive. So super excited to bring along Perla Bustillos. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So I know we've had a couple of conversations before, and we're going to dive deep into what the topic of the uh, podcast is today. You know, excited for you to tell your story to everybody else and, you know, how you feel about this particular topic. But before we do that, definitely would love the audience to get to know you a little bit better. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're from, all that good stuff? Of course. Uh, I'll start from the beginning. Um, I was born in Mexico, Delicias Chihuahua. There you um, go. I was brought here at a very young age and have lived in Colorado basically my whole life. So I consider myself a Colorado native. My parents are immigrants and they sacrificed everything to be here and give me and my sister everything that we could possibly ever want and forever grateful for that. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I was born in Mexico, brought here a very young age. I've gone to Denver Public School and Aurora Public Schools and grew up with um, so many people of color. And I was able to learn from so many people. And um, that's what I focus on now is just you know, people of color and working with people who want to be better. Um, so I am the co-founder and director of operations for Etnium the Alumni Collective. And our vision is that every student will leave the public schools with the knowledge, skills, and the agency to define success uh, for themselves, whatever that looks like. You know, it could be you probably don't want to go to college and you want to be an entrepreneur and um, or you probably just want to go to college and not get a master's or you have other ambitious goals. Um, and so our goal is to be able to give a public school alumni all of those skills to be able to do that once they graduate high school. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I do. <laughs> love it. I love it. Obviously from Chihuahua as well. My dad's from Chihuahua. So we can relate yes. with that as well. From you know Chihuahua. From Chihuahua. <laughs> Yes. Uh, got to represent for the family, you know, got to represent for where they're from, our culture, which is definitely something that you're doing, doing amazing work within the community, trying to, you know, not trying to, but helping uh, kids really figure out what it is that they want to do with their future and yeah. also providing the tools for them to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. There's so many different options and pathways out there. And it's beautiful to be able to bring a community together that has so many diverse backgrounds and just see those networks be created. And um, it's just so cool to see how like an entrepreneur connects with like a college student and now they're working together to create this accounting for that business or they just help each other out. And it's just 
it's it's such a beautiful thing to see. So thank you for thank you for being part of it because you are one of the amazing entrepreneurs out there. Um, so thank you for everything that you yeah that you absolutely. do for us. Absolutely. Um, I think it's just a reflection or a byproduct of the platform that yourself and Tere have been able to build, right? And so I think that's that's amazing. So talk a little bit about your journey after DPS. So you went into DPS, right? Did you go to college? What was that journey kind of, what did that look like for you? Yeah, so I went to charter schools my whole life. Um, but in Denver, I started at a, um, a charter school in ninth grade. And that's, that was my introduction to DPS. Um, and it was very much the four years about pushing to go to college. And the very first year, I actually didn't even know what college was. Um, and I was introduced to what that was. And mm. I worked for four years to be able to get to college. Um, and yeah, I had to, um, I had a little, my journey is that I'm undocumented. I'm an immigrant. So I, I'm a DACA student. And so at that time, the what we call the asset bill wasn't in existence yet. And so it was only at one school. And my dream school was at Fort Collins at CSU. And I really wanted to go. But for some reason, everything just pushed me back to stay in Denver. And I ended up going to MSU Denver. And it was one of the best years I've ever had. Um, so I ended up going to MSU Denver. And I always say everything happens for a reason. I ended up being able to graduate debt-free with a career um, as a first-generation student with a career that I absolutely love. Um, and now I'm doing great things with. So everything happens for a reason. And that that was my path. Um, and it was after college that I started realizing there was different routes I could have taken, but I ended up where I needed to be. Yeah, I, I think that you touch on a a lot of very important points. One is the fact that it's crazy to know how many brown kids don't understand what college even is or what that looks like, right? And, and, and again, I understand that there's a whole nother conversation that's being had about is college even worth it anymore? And that's a whole separate conversation, but it's still, I feel like it still lets us know how much groundwork we have to make up based on our position right so i think that's a very important point that you touched on in addition to that i think it's also very um just wise of you to understand that everything does happen for a reason and i've been there plenty of my times plenty times in my life before where I wanted something to work out a certain way and it didn't. And I'm able to look back at it and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm grateful that didn't work out how I wanted it to work out. Or, um, damn, I just dodged a bullet by not getting with her. Because, you know, just an example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's, it, it's crazy, you know, and it's cool that you're able to just kind of put that into perspective. Yeah, I mean... Um, we there's a lot of those in my life that have happened but it always turns out better on the other side like in the moment it sucks but then yeah, you go back and you like reflect on your life and you're like 
yeah, I dodged that one. Or I'm so grateful that that didn't work out because I don't think I would have taken this other path or this other door. And so sometimes we push so hard for those things. And Mm -hmm. when you, when it finally doesn't work out and we understand it doesn't work out and then we see what happens afterwards, it's, it's pretty amazing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, you know, I've, I've, found that sometimes the more that you want something the more it runs away from you sometimes yeah and I don't know if you feel this but um when I start feeling anxious or I start feeling this just like I get anxiety or I start feeling something is off in my life or something is unbalanced that's how I know that I need to step away from that. And it's taken me a very long time to create that self-awareness. But mm. when I start feeling that, I know mm. it's not for me. I've got to walk away. It's mm-hmm. as much as I want it. It's not for me. And sometimes I just got to listen to the universe and mm-hmm. trust and believe that it's going to be better and yep. just keep keep moving. And whatever happens, happens. And it is what it is. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I completely agree with that. And I'm so glad that we're touching on that now because we're moving into what our podcast is all about today, what our episode is all about, the bread and butter of the episode today. Today, we're going to talk about manifestation. There's things that Brent or um, Perla, I'm sorry, uh, has been able to do in her life to be able to manifest certain things uh, in her life. And, you know, I'm big on this stuff. I'm big on manifestation. I'm big on law of attraction. And I think that you touched on a very important point that it takes self-awareness for you to be able to realize what your body is telling you. Like, I feel like sometimes our body tells us when we're in danger, obviously, right? But also when we're around people that whose energy doesn't necessarily align with ours at that moment. And so can you talk a little bit about how you have gone about manifesting certain things in your life and yeah, how that has looked like for you. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to point that I've, uh, it just, I learned about the law of attraction at a really young age. I was about 13, 14 years of age. Um, My parents just one day put this movie on and it was called secret. And so I was very intrigued by it. And they, they, we just sat together as a family and we watched it. And ever since then, I started applying those things. And at a very young age, I did it, you know, you're young and still, and for me, naive. And I was like, well, maybe I'll apply these things and see what happens. And it wasn't until I was in college that I truly, truly started to use the skills of the law of attraction and what what happens when you really ask the universe what you want. And so um, I've manifested, I tell this story because this is my favorite one. <laughs> um, I manifested my husband actually. Um, and it's my favorite story because which is my favorite story too because I'm like I have a I have a whole list of what I'm <laughs> yes. for. I'm just like where is it, you know, where is it that? So the fact that you happen to you, like I know when we it's, open ourselves to receive that it mm-hmm. happens. Yes. And that's a really important point being open. Like you have to be at that point. I had just um, ended a previous relationship that I 
knew um, I had that feeling inside of me that I knew it was time to move on. And so I took that step and I moved on and I worked a lot on myself and making sure that I was okay because I truly believe that how you're feeling is how you bring that out to the world, how you Mm -hmm. attract things. And so Mm -hmm. I worked on myself for a very long time. Um, I say very long time, it was about a year and a half, (laughs) Um, which felt like a very long time. And I did the work. I, I went to therapy. Yeah. I went to therapy. I read books. I did a lot of me work. Um, And so one day I sat down, I remember this day very vividly. I sat down with my cousin at a sushi restaurant and we were just sat there for, my cousin and I can sit together for hours and just talk about life and it's amazing. And so we sat down and she said, well, what are you looking for in, in someone? And I was like, you know what? That's a really quick, good question. She asked the waiter for a pen. <laughs> she grabbed a napkin and she said, give me a list. And she said, but even if you think it's impossible to have all of these things in a person, write it down, just say mm-hmm. them. And she was like, you tell me and I'm just going to write it down. And I said, okay. So I just blurted out all these things, like a beard, which is really weird, but uh, he has to have a beard. He has uh, to be. Like a lot of, a lot of girls like beard. <laughs> we do. Like, <laughs> there you go. Um, so just like he had to have a really nice smile. He had to have a beard. He had to be super kind and loving and caring. And he had to be um just had to be, had to match me, had to be ambitious, had to um, always want to work better on himself, Um, who knew how to dress both in a Mexican style, but also in a professional suit and casual and who loved himself and was dear and loving to his mom because I knew that would reflect how he would be on me, who was Mm -hmm. religious, who uh, had glasses, like who was tall. And so this list was just long. And I just kept saying things and believing in my heart that it would happen for me eventually. Mm. And so she gave me that list and she said, here you go. Like carry this and don't settle for anything less. And Mm. in my heart, I didn't think anything about it. I was like, you know what? she's right. And I'm not looking for anything anytime soon, regardless, like I still want to work on myself. So I ended up putting that napkin, folding it up, putting it in my purse. And I completely forgot about it for about a year. And again, I kept working on myself and I kept doing me and growing. And um, one day I get a phone call from one of our friends, uh, a mutual friend from him and I, and he called me and he said, Hey, can I set you up on a blind date? And I was like, absolutely not. Um, I'm too scared for that. And, um, and and it never works and I'm not looking for anything. And he said, come on, like the worst you can do is get tacos out of this. And I love food. So I was like, fine, I'll just do it. Um, again, I didn't think anything of it. I, didn't even know his name. I didn't care to ask. I didn't look him up. I, none of those things. I didn't have no idea what I was even getting myself into. Mm. Um, I gave this guy, I gave the, um, our friend my address for him to pick me up. 
So why not? We set up the date. Um, and the moment, the day that came, I found out his name about 30 minutes before. And he texted me and he said, I'm outside. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So I walked outside and I kid you not, the moment I saw him, and I don't know if you believe in this, but you just, like, I just knew. And it's the craziest story because him and I joke around and we say it was like our life did a three or a 180 in, in a minute because he opened the door for me. I hugged him. I said, hi, he opened the door for me. I went in and he got into the other side and we say, um, it was like catching up with an old friend and we just laughed and kicked it off. And I just knew that night and we've been inseparable ever since. And we got married seven months after we met each other and um the ring uh i will say the ring was also manifested <laughs> so a little bit so it was just amazing um i had this ring in my pinterest and i i was i was like i love this ring and i don't know why it always popped up on my on my pinterest boards and i loved it and I was like, you know what? Like, I would put my phone on top of my hand and be like, this is beautiful. Like, it looks really good on my hand. Um, and when he proposed, he actually had that ring in in the box. And so oh, I, yeah. I didn't just get an amazing husband, but I also ended up getting an amazing ring. That same ring, yeah. yeah. Did he cheat? Did he look? Did he have your passport? I have. Like <laughs> I have no idea how it happened. Um, I asked for it and I got it. And that's all I can say. I mean, he probably did, but it's from the same manufacturing company, the same size. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's little things like that. And those are actually not little things. Those are big things. Right. But I, I do believe manifest manifestation happens every day as well. Um, little asks, you know, like I, I want that parking spot or, you know, I'm craving Chipotle today and it just happens. And um, it's, it's amazing how powerful the law of attraction is and how underused it is because mm. whatever you ask, whatever you truly want and believe you can have and believe it will happen, it will happen. Um, and just to wrap up that story, because <laughs> I feel like I went all over. <laughs> You're dropping a lot of gems, a lot of good information. Um, why do you think that people are not aware of this power that we have? And how do you think that people can start implementing some of these things into their lives? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I don't think I have a an exact answer for that but if if anybody watches the movie the secret it's called the secret for a reason it was hidden um from civilization for a very long time and mm -hmm. until it was brought out to everybody else and it's if you don't or if people don't believe in it they truly in their gut believe that it is possible then it's not going to happen. Um, 
belief or, it sounds like is the is the number one yes. thing that you have to have faith that it's going to happen. Belief, yeah, belief and feeling good about yourself, about where you are, being mm-hmm. grateful for what you already have because if you're not grateful about what you already have and I don't know, let's say you get a, let's say somebody gets a brand new car, a 2022 car, right? Um, and they get in it and they say, well, yeah, it's what I wanted, but um, I wish I had more or I wish I had three of these, right? Yeah. It, there is no gratitude for what has been given. Yeah. I truly believe the universe is, and I think it's tied, I'm religious, so I think it's tied with both the universe and God. But if you sit here and don't say, thank you, universe, for giving me a roof over my head today or thank you God for giving me this um and then you're if you don't say that but you're constantly saying well I don't have enough food or I don't have enough this or I don't have this or I don't have this like those words are powerful and the universe doesn't hear I don't the universe doesn't hear um the universe just constantly hears, oh, you said, I yeah. want less of this. Okay, or so let me give you I any don't have, I don't have this. There we go. That is, I yeah. don't have this. So you attract mm-hmm. more of what you don't have. Don't have. Exactly. So right. whatever is being asked for is what the universe is giving. And if and it goes along with grateful, uh, being grateful. Like if you are grateful and you say, I have a lot of, I have a lot of blessings, then more mm-hmm. blessings will flow because the universe is like, yes, you do. Here you go. Um, and there's more to come. And also I think it's part of greediness. Um, I think people don't share the knowledge because there's, people are afraid. There's that fear of, well, if I tell my friend that there's not going to be enough for me, and that yeah. is not how it works. Like the universe is huge. <laughs> there is so much for everyone to go around. There is plenty of blessings, plenty of wealth, whatever, however people define wealth. But there's just so much out there for everybody, enough to go around. And there could be that fear of there's not enough as well. Absolutely. Dang, you just mic drop after that please you just, <laughs> you just thank you sure. yeah you touched on so many important things that i myself have been learning and still am learning and applying into my life right i think the first one is gratitude like gratitude is so important gratitude could change our perspective on life on ourselves on many things and you're right because i've been on both sides of the coin where I received something I wanted and I'm not grateful for it. And it's like, it just doesn't feel as good and you can't enjoy it. Right. And I've been on the other side as well, where I receive exactly what it is that I want. Yes. And I'm grateful. And sometimes I kid you not. Sometimes I just like cry a little bit because I'm like, oh my God, like this feels so good. This is what I work so hard for. Mm -hmm. Right. So recently I had a I had probably the biggest closing that I've had in my real estate career. It was on Yes, Friday. congrats. Thank you. And I'm just simply saying that because 
I and, and I'm so good at doing this too. Whenever I accomplish something, I put it off. Like I don't even acknowledge it, and that's not a good thing. Like I, you know, that's not I, you know, got to be grateful for that. And so it took me about three, four days. What's today? Wednesday, to fully just take a step back, stop working, and just really think about like all the work that I've had to put in to get to this point. Like, this is one of the things that I've always wanted. Like, this is one of my goals is to sell million dollar properties, right? And I did it. And it just kind of, I was like, God, thank you. You know, thank you. And as soon as I did that, like, it just like, I just got like this feeling of gratitude and just like joy and happiness. And it was insane. Yes. So I think that's a very, very good point. Um, Gratitude, even if you don't have the things that you want, you know, by the mere action of being grateful for what you do have right now, it just boosts your happiness, your enjoyment for what it is that you want because you're focusing on what you already have and not what you're lacking, right? So that goes into also what you talked about when it comes to be careful about the types of thoughts and words that you're putting out there to the universe because the universe gives you exactly what you're what you're asking what you're looking for so if you say i i don't have money well you're not gonna have any money but if you say i am rich i am abundance i am wealthy you start changing yourself from the inside out to attract more of that into your life Yes. So that's very, very powerful as well. Um, and that's yeah. a, and you know, it, I think I've struggled, although I've known for it for so long, you made that point of like, oh, it took me so long to, or a certain amount of time to step back mm-hmm. and say, thank you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I've gone through phases in my life where I forget to be grateful for a very long time. And I mean, sometimes I forget for months, right? For, And I feel that after a few months. And I start, it goes back to the self-awareness where I start getting all of these things that aren't lining up. And I'm like, why isn't it lining up? And I have to take a step back and say, wait, I haven't been grateful. I've been mad. I've been angry. I've been cranky. Mm-hmm. I've, I haven't, I've been putting all of these feelings out there. So that's exactly what it's giving me back. It's nobody's fault, but mine. And so that self-awareness, I'm like, so happy that you found that self-awareness to take a step back and be like, okay, I did this. Like I worked so hard for these this, you know, these sales, these million dollar sales. And I did it. I did my first one. And like you said, you had this feeling of joy. And now I'm not sure if you are, but I mean, I I bet you're motivated to keep going and say like, I'm going to keep going. And now you have more to come. Absolutely. Yeah. And even more confident, even more grateful and all that good stuff as well. So yeah, um, it feels amazing. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add. You've touched on a lot. I think it's also important to to know that we are ultimately the creators of the reality that we want to create in our lives. Um, oftentimes, I feel like what happens is we fall into this default mode of just accepting whatever it is that comes your way, right? And just being, just settling, 
not going after what it is that you truly, truly want. And can you can you touch on that? Do you do you have an idea as to why somebody may feel like that? Um at all, or do you have any feedback based on that? Um, I'm wondering if you know, I don't have an exact answer. My immediate thought to that is I wonder if it has to do with again going back to that fear of of knowing that there's more or having that fear of well if I take that leap of faith what will then happen right right? and so not having that belief of I'm going to take that leap of faith I don't know what's going to happen after I do that Mm -hmm. but all I know is that God's got me the universe got me I've got myself and I'm just going to go for it. And I'm just going to figure it out. And sure. it's a scary thing to do. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes decisions are so huge that it can be super scary to even take a small leap of faith. Because sometimes you have a whole bunch of family that depend on you. Or you have, you know, that job that you've de- that you've that has helped you survive or mm-hmm. you know made a living but you're not happy or all of these things so right. just belief again like it goes back to that belief um yeah. is so essential absolutely and sometimes we're afraid of our own light sometimes mm-hmm. we're afraid of success you know? yes sometimes yes. we're afraid of all of our capabilities that we have and you know, definitely law of attraction and writing things down and, and all this stuff can definitely help people uh, eliminate some lim- limiting beliefs, which is something that I've been able to, I, I only speak from experience because I've I've gone through that myself. Right? So you recently yes. bought a property as well. Is that something that you manifested? That was something that I did manifest, actually. And uh, shout out to you for helping me do that and making that manifestation happen. But yes, right. I I have a I do a vision board every every year, um, which helps me visually see my goals. And so Huge. I have deadlines for my goals. Yeah, so I have deadlines for all of my goals, and um, uh, one of them was to buy my my first property by myself um and that was a huge win as a first generation latina and as a you know the oldest in my family and a daughter of immigrants so i'm super grateful my husband was fully on board with it and i i bought my first property by myself i gifted it to my parents which was that dream as well was to be able to have a property bought by the by June 2022. And as you know, it actually happened um, in April. So I met my goal. Um, it's under renovation right now, and they are actually moving in this Friday. And I'm super excited for them. It's Amazing. just, yeah, I actually manifested that as well. The price, the um, what I bought it for, the location, the how it's looking right now with all the renovations, the that feeling of giving my parents the house key. It was just fantastic. And 
and one of my most recent manifestations and goals. That's awesome. You should be very proud of yourself. That's so dope. Uh, Vision boards obviously help out as well. Uh, Giving your goals a date, you know, makes it more concrete. Yes. And you're killing it. Thank you. you. Yeah, for sure. A Latina, first generation, everything, gifting her parents a home, um, which is something I've always dreamed of as well. So, um, you know, seeing you do that is definitely adding fuel to the fire and motivating me as well to continue to work harder. You got um, this. Which is, is going to go down for sure. It's going to, yes. you know, we're still yes. grinding, still working away. Um, but dang, this is, this is, this blew any expectation that I had for the first uh, guest of the podcast. So I do appreciate you uh, coming on, Perla, for sure. So before we wrap this thing up, I have one final question for you just so that people could get to know you a little bit better. All right. You had the chance to have dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who would they be? Three people. Dead or alive? Dead or alive. I think... Honestly, I think it would be my grandparents. Um, I have my my mom's mom is thankfully still with us. Um, I haven't seen her since I was little because she lives in Mexico. And again, I can't travel to Mexico. And so I talk to her every now and then. But if I could have dinner with um, my other three grandparents that have passed and just learn about one, see them and hug them because I miss them dearly. But more than anything to learn about my history and my ancestors and where they come from and what, what they wish they could have accomplished and um, what they wish for their kids and why they raised their kids the way they raised. Um, I'm learning a lot about my own generational traumas and I think I would learn so much about them and what they went through, what they passed on to my parents, which they then passed on to me and what I can avoid to pass down to my own kids. Not saying that I'll be perfect because nobody ever is. And we all pass down traumas, but like that generation of trauma, like what, what could I do differently to be able to cut that pattern and be able to change? So I definitely wish I could, I could see my grandparents just one last time and hug them tightly just one more time. I think that would be, my biggest wish. Wow, it's powerful. Did you ever uh, get to meet them when you were younger? Um, so my grandma from my dad's side uh, passed when I was younger, but I did get to meet them. And my grandpa who recently passed about two years ago, my mom's dad, I didn't hadn't seen since I was little as well. But I did talk to him a few times on the phone. But my grandpa is the one that I was super close with. And we would go on, we would take him to trips and we would watch movies with him and have lots of dinners with him. And he would tell lots of stories. But as a young girl, you, I mean, I didn't really listen. It was one of those, hey, grandpa's talking, you know, and now I wish I could go back and hear all those stories that he would tell. So I, mm. I definitely miss him the most. That's awesome. That makes me think of my grandpa. He passed away about a year ago and he was the same like he had stories for days yeah you know and 
he would just make stuff up and it would make <laughs> sense like it was funny you know and um he he used to play the trumpet he was a music musician and it, yeah you just never really know what it is that you have until it's gone you know but i mean i did appreciate him you know i did i did i would spend time with him whenever he was here and stuff but there's nothing like your grandparents man they're, they're very special yes hold hold those that you love close every day and tell them how much you love them because you never like you said you never know 100 percent. yes all right perla well thank you so much uh thank you here um you're a stud i appreciate <laughs> it appreciate you keep killing it i'm sure we'll see thank each you. other around and uh i hope you guys got value from this podcast um if you do want to reach out or connect with perla Perla, what is the best way that people can follow you on social media or even Ethnium? Um, what's the best way that they can reach out to you? Yeah, you can find Ethnium um, on Instagram, Twitter, or on our website, um, ethnium.org, and learn more about what we do. Any Denver Public School alumni out there, come join us. We do lots of fun events monthly, so come have fun with us. Yep. You can also find my email on there as well. Um, or you can email me at perla.bustillos, the number one, at gmail.com. Fantastic. All right, guys. Talk to you guys on the next one.